You're listening to Hello Vancouver. I'm your host, Temple Lentz. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm talking today with Mike Bomar, CEO and President of the Columbia River Economic Development Council, also known as the CREDC, which is our primary economic development agency here in Southwest Washington. We talk about the economic outlook for jobs and businesses here in Clark County in Southwest Washington, who's coming, who's going, and what the future looks like. I'm speaking now with Mike Bomar, CEO President of the Columbia River Economic Development Council. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Well, we're here today. We're sitting in your office, and we're just here talking about uh, what the CREDC does and economic development and the outlook for Southwest Washington. Oh, great. Appreciate that, yeah. Well, uh, you guys have been going gangbusters here the last few years. Uh, I guess for folks who don't know, what is the economic development outlook right now? What's going on in Southwest Washington? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's one, we have a fun team, and that's not just our, our staff, but I think it's fun uh, working with really great people right now. Economic development's a team sport, uh, and we have a really effective group of leaders in the community, whether it's transit, education leaders, uh, city, county officials who are, are interested in growing our economy. And so that makes our job fun right now. That said, it's a, it's a dizzying pace of economy in Clark County and Southwest Washington. 10, 15 years ago, uh, infrastructure plans were laid for some of these things like the waterfront. Uh, you look at what the Port of Vancouver is doing as well, uh, not only at the waterfront, but also in their industrial park. Uh, and with the marine and, and rail uh, on the east side in North County with this new sewer extension and the capacity there, things are just kind of booming on all fronts. So the biggest, the hardest part of our job is just keeping track of everything that's going on and really trying to be strategic about uh, the impacts of what development's happening now and what that means in terms of how our community is going to look another 10, 15 years out. So you're a, so the CRADC is a separate nonprofit organization that works on economic development. It is not a public agency. Uh, what what's your interaction with all of the different public entities? Yeah, it's so we have contracts, we have partner agreements with our public sector agencies, and that's just about every public entity, county, all the cities, uh, and then ports, uh, as well as our utility, public utility partners as well. Uh, we have contracts with them that uh, essentially say we're going to go out and meet with businesses, we're going to hold events that have relevant topics uh, for economic development, and we're going to have a research capacity and track some of the data and help them think strategically uh, and together about where they want to go. And so that's really our role with public sector partners. We meet quarterly with all of the top economic development uh, staff members from each of the jurisdictions as well to talk about best practices, uh, as well as just sharing updates on business activity that's coming into the region. So what, uh, what is some of the activity that this region has seen in the last few years? Is there a specific dominant uh, type of business or industry that is coming here? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's one specific. I think the interesting thing when you think about Clark County, and one I, I want to note too, a lot of times if uh, people think that uh, every job uh, that comes to Clark County, they pat us on the back for, right? And it's, it's not necessarily that easy. I wish it was. Uh, but just in case things go south, we're not in charge of the entire economy, right? Um, so for us, the work that we do is traded sector, um, companies that are selling goods or services outside of the region. It's essentially bringing that outside money in. And then we work with other partners that do that, like tourism, you know, that attract people in to spend those dollars as well. So, so if you're looking at it from that lens, in terms of activity we've seen over the last uh, five years, let's say, uh, particularly in downtown and the what we call the Innovation Partnership Zone, it's a state designation, been a massive growth in creative firms in, in software, in um, applications, uh, in the software hardware combo of kind of the Internet of Things. We've seen a lot of that 
really driving uh, downtown growth in terms of the businesses coming in. So what is it that makes uh, downtown Vancouver an attractive place for businesses like that? Well, I think that's the that's the cool thing about the economy now is you can't really uh, fake it, right? So I think there's a really cool growth of more residences downtown, some interesting, uh, really organic companies down here that have made investments down here is making it an interesting place, not just from a kind of uh, traditional financial sector nine to five type of a place, but it's starting to have a, an actual organic feel to it. And software firms and creative firms react to that. There's a, a space here where they can do their business and they can uh, have a, a quality experience both professionally and personally as well. So are these mostly businesses that are uh, coming here from somewhere else or are they starting here? That's That's been a, a part of the strategy is one, we've got to keep uh, the companies that start here here and help foster their business growth throughout the stage. And frankly, uh, it's been a challenge to do that in the past. We've seen be kind of the low cost, low value community for uh, kind of a, a sector or a period of our growth. Uh, and now we're seeing capacity and interest from both uh, co-working spaces, uh, a lot of those kind of maker or shared space type environments that are good for startups as well as interest from the funding side. If they can't get funding uh, in Clark County, that's a, that's a big piece of getting your company off the ground, right? So once you get past the friends and family stage of, of supporting your business, uh, what is there for them? And is there going to be interest in that in terms of uh, VC or angel funders coming in those early stage before you can get that traditional bank loan, right? Uh, so we're seeing more of that activity, and that's helping. Uh, we've had some companies, startups leave and then come back as well, too, which has been encouraging. Um, but we also have an interesting mix of uh, folks from outside of the region that are really that second stage company that said, okay, now I'm off the ground, I'm running, and I see Vancouver or Clark County as a whole as a really good place to do business. Uh, and so that's generally the, the flow. Uh, most of this, the startup activity, uh, frankly, is from those really big companies where spinoffs, whether it's retirees or uh, other partners associated with the kind of the HPs or the SEH or WaferTech or um, Linear, those, those companies, um, really good, skilled people that have said, hey, now I want to maybe spin off and do my own thing. And so uh, there's a good value in terms of the startup community with the interaction and the association with those big firms as well. Do most of the companies that come here or start here come with their own workforce, or do you also take part in helping uh, find people to do the work that these companies are doing? Uh, yes and yes. So uh, certainly, uh, probably I would, you know, roughly about a third of our activity is businesses moving within the Portland metro region. That's a normal flow. Uh, we don't actively market to Portland saying, hey, Portland companies, we're better, uh, come over here. Uh, but at the same time, um, within the region, there's good fits. And as businesses are expanding or looking for space needs, we're one of those options within the region. Uh, if you look at a company like Banfield, for example. Um, and that's Banfield Pet Banfield Hospital. Banfield Pet Hospitals. And they just moved to like the 192nd area that's correct. pretty yep. recently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a well-established Portland firm. you got the Banfield Highway, right? Um, and so um, they are a great addition and, and really a, a kind of game changer in terms of the community and the size and the impact that they have. They're over a billion-dollar company. Having that presence of a corporate headquarters, essential team support here is a big deal. Uh, and they can't, um, you know, for the size of their company, they just can't rely on a small community to help fill that workforce. And, and we think half a million is a pretty big, big deal. But for those big firms, if we're able to attract them, we need to be able to draw from the entire Portland metro region. And, uh, and that's a big, big deal for them as, as well, too. So when we talk about those amenities, uh, if 10% of their workforce is IT specialists, which you think veterinary, you don't think about IT, but if you're talking corporate headquarters, you got to have all those different pieces of the puzzle here, right? Uh, so they need to be able to attract those young professionals who want walkable amenities, urbanities, uh, urban amenities, as well as the executives who want to have space or, or have uh, other access to uh, 
amenities as well. Uh, and so it's that wide range of choices that we need to be able to offer to be successful to continue to attract those types of firms. Now, something that I've heard since uh, as we've been coming out of the recession and our employment is stabilizing and, and we have much more employment now and unemployment is much lower, that a lot of companies are having trouble actually finding skilled workers to do the work that they have. Is that a situation we have here in, in Southwest Washington? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a strange dynamic. I think uh, one, we're, we're coming out of where Clark County has lagged a little bit statewide, and so we're really catching up there in terms of the unemployment rate. But if you're an employer, uh, unemployment, and certainly for recruitment, unemployment being below 5%, it's not necessarily a, a good thing. That just means that people are going to be stealing from each other, um, that anybody uh, really who is an easy fit in terms of has been employed, has very marketable skills, likely has a job. Uh, and so that changes both the amount of compensation package that you have to offer for employees, uh, as well as just the difficulty in general in finding somebody who's the right fit for the right position. Now, when we talk about uh, skilled workers, skilled employees, what kind of skills are we talking about? Well, it's changing a lot for different. We work with a lot of manufacturers, uh, and that's one of the big challenges, and we're working with uh, our partners that work for Southwest Washington and uh, the regional collaborative partners around uh, helping uh, teachers, parents, and students understand what manufacturing really is today. What are those skill sets? Uh, it requires a lot more people skills, a lot more problem solving, team building, uh, as well as some of the coding kind of software piece of that, uh, and maybe more front end, but the ability to understand the interaction between software and hardware much more than it has been in the past. So you have fewer numbers of people working in manufacturing with a higher set of skills that are both more collaborative, problem-solving skills that are required as well as more technical uh, interaction between machines. Uh, broadly speaking, uh, there's a shortage of primary care physicians as well too. The healthcare partners, whether it's Kaiser Peace Health, Legacy, Vancouver Clinic, or strong partners in ours, uh, they're uh, within even the service sectors that are, we don't directly work with. Uh, we're certainly relaying some of those concerns and working with our workforce partners in meeting the needs just a, a outright supply uh, demand issue in terms of uh, primary care physicians and some other of those medical professions. Something that I'm curious about is how do you how do you do the work that you do? Like, say you want to go out and talk to companies about what a great place Southwest Washington is to to bring your business. Do you place an ad? Like, how do sure. how do you do this work? I think every economic development group does it differently, and that's part of the conversation that we constantly have is, are we marketing in a way that's giving us the best possible return in terms of uh, really businesses expansion is our first goal. We want to help our existing businesses grow and then leverage that to bring in, whether it's their supply chain or other similar industry partners in. That's really the strategy that we have. You can't rely just on word of mouth, though, and we do a lot of work with uh, marketing materials, go to various targeted trade shows. Um, that's ranged from everything from composite shows over in Singapore to Paris Air Show to um, Bio International in San Diego. Uh, we partner with both our existing companies that are going to these types of events to say, okay, we have some existing companies here that can help sell this with us, um, but also with the Washington State Department of Commerce and Greater Portland, Inc., too. Uh, Particularly when you're talking to international firms, uh, if you say, hey, uh, we're Vancouver, Washington, or we're Clark County, Washington, uh, don't you know about us? Usually a blank stare, and then you spend the next 30 minutes explaining why we're not Canada or why we're not in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't say that in a way to be derogatory toward the area, but I think if you think from a, a regional marketing perspective, you have to understand where people are starting from mm -hmm. and then work them into. So it might be, hey, have you ever heard of Seattle or San Francisco? Start there or... Um, 
most people are familiar with the United States. So that's that's an easy start. But West Coast, really, you know, it's it's selling the entire West Coast first, and then breaking down to the reasons why Clark County is really the best place on the West Coast to do business for whatever they're looking for. And sometimes it's not a good fit, and that's part of the work that we do too, is saying, hey, maybe Cowlitz County or maybe Greater Portland is a, is a better fit for you, but really trying to figure out how do we make the best um, case for the Northwest and getting that investment here, and then any of those that we can go after that we can make the case for in Clark County, we capture those as well. So it's a lot of interactions with businesses going out to them. Uh, we get leads from the Washington State Department of Commerce. They, if people, companies or site selectors will call the state first. Uh, our regional partners in Greater Portland are excellent as well uh, and have done a good job leveraging the multiple tax structures, the, the multiple uh, price structures within the different communities and the, and the regulations around those two to figure out within the Portland, what we call metropolitan statistical area, uh, where is the best fit for that company. And, and that gives them more options uh, for the work that they do. Um, and so we also get directly from companies that will just call us and say, hey, I'm interested in Clark County. Can you tell me or send me some information? Uh, and then we often reach out to site selectors and hear from site selectors who it's their business to work with companies and trying to find that right location. So we do work on an ongoing basis in developing relationships before there's a client interaction with those types of consultants to say, we want you to know what Clark County is, what we're going after, and that we really care about economic development here. So uh, they will think about us when that client comes up and say, hey, maybe let's take a look at Clark County. When you're working with the businesses that are already here and helping support them as they, you know, continue to grow and expand, how do you help them? What's the work that you do to, to yeah. enable that? Well, I think the first and most important thing is we work with policymakers too. When we're going out, when we're hearing whether it's complaints or just barriers to business growth, taking that and summarizing it in a way we're saying if, you know, if, if 10 out of 10 manufacturers we're talking to have this issue and it's at the local level, here's that feedback to you and is there something that can be done about it to, to help remove that barrier to help these businesses grow. Uh, so that's that's the biggest piece. We really want to set the stage for a strong business environment. We can't do that alone. We do that with our chamber partners, with Identity Clark County, with the Community Foundation, with others, to just say, at the end of the day, we all should be working to make this a great place to do business, whether you're an employee or an employer uh, or just are impacted by the economic activity that's going on here. Um, the, the second piece is really looking at partner connections. And so we go in and, and ask, uh, you know, it's a series of a couple dozen questions of, you know, are you looking at exporting? Uh, are you having troubles with processes? Would you like to have conversations around that? Where are your hangups? And really kind of building that trust with the company so that they, they can just tell us what their issues are and we can help find them the right partner that can help address the issue. Sometimes that's a public partner. Sometimes it's a private sector consultant. Sometimes we can just directly say, hey, we think, this makes a lot of sense, or have you thought about this? And so our goal really is to be a concierge to them and just let them know that we're here. Uh, our goal is to help make them successful and to help them feel comfortable with that relationship, which is off, often sensitive in terms of sharing business information uh, in, in how we can help them get to where they want to go. Looking uh, toward the future, are there what are uh, some of the things in Southwest Washington that might be barriers to future growth? What are some things that you guys might be looking out at at wanting to work on changing? Sure. Well, I have my second cup of coffee today, so I'll be bold with it, right? So the obvious one uh, is the I-5 congestion issue. Uh, people, I think, think about this a lot as a getting people to work in Portland problem. And for us, that's number five or six in terms of the concerns that we have relative to economic development. Um, 
worked on this for a long time, uh, as many of us have in the community here. Uh, but we did a, a survey in the fall, uh, unsolicited, just saying what are the what are the good things, what are the bad things, and far and away, uh, that was a partnership with WCU. Uh, far away, the bridge came up over and over again in mm-hmm. terms of challenges for business. Uh, it comes back to the talent attraction we're talking about, the bigger firms especially, and a lot of the professional firms as well, draw from talent that lives on the Portland side as well, too. And, uh, and and we need to be able to operate as a bigger pie in the region and then grow that bigger pie rather than growing a bigger piece of a smaller pie is the way I kind of like to think about it. Um, but certainly the congestion issues, and even more than that in the peak periods, it's the unpredictability. If you have a meeting uh, with a supply chain partner or a client uh, within the region, it's if you have to cross that river, it's really hard to figure out how long it's going to take you to be there. So we're either losing time because we're having to add in large buffer times or we're being late to meetings and it's affecting client relationships. Uh, so that's a big issue. Uh, equally as large is the freight and mobility piece with the loss of container traffic in Port of Portland. We've got more truck traffic heading north. It's 750 at a minimum more uh, for our manufacturers to have to ship stuff up north rather than being descended out here. Uh, and so that that is a real cost. And for those that ship stuff daily, the, those are big numbers in terms of the impact. So long term, the ability to grow manufacturing here is impacted by um, the inability to move freight and goods throughout the region effectively uh, on a bi-state level. And that affects everybody from Seattle to San Diego in terms mm-hmm. of I-5 corridor. So it's not just a Portland issue, um, but it's a, it's a problem in terms of West Coast freight mobility. Uh, and just uh, generally as well, too, I think um, the challenges within Clark County, the spillover effect of just, you know, I work in downtown Vancouver, for example. I don't know if I-5 is going to be a 45-minute hour trip from Ridgefield or if it's going to be a 20-minute trip from Ridgefield. And so that affects my extra time to and from work. And, and you expand that out on the thousands of people that are working downtown, uh, and it's a negative impact as well. So uh, we're looking at all of those issues, and our role is really to, to help tell the story on, on that front in terms of transportation. So that's, that's the number one issue. The, the second piece is really around scaling up what we have in really good industry education relationships. Uh, we've got some great examples of education partnerships, whether it's LSW and, and uh, architects and doing some great work with high school kids and getting them experiences, uh, or SEH and some of the internships that they have in, in getting uh, specific skills and preparedness for that industry. Uh, we've got some really good things, externships. Um, I just went to presentations for those. There's really good examples of things happening. But what we don't have yet is that system to say, if we need 1,000 employees in a certain sector over the next five years, how are we going to get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the big challenge going forward for us. Uh, and for those companies either looking to expand or invest is they want to see that we are able to grow um, that workforce here. We, have a, we can do a pretty good job despite uh, some of the challenges on transportation in terms of talent attraction just because, frankly, we're an amazing place to be and we can genuinely sell the story of place. Um, but at the same time, we can't import our way out of uh, getting to a stronger economy. We have to work with our existing folks, particularly there's underrepresented populations. If you look at the demographics and the K-12 system, it's not, it doesn't look the same as our, our current workforce does. Mm-hmm. And what we need to do is make sure we break down those silos between the students who can are, are in K-12 right now and their ability to see uh, themselves in the existing workforce in Clark County and not say, you know what, if I really want a job, if I really want to be a part of a community, I need to be in Portland or I need to be in Seattle or some other location. Uh, so that's a big challenge for us as well, too. And I think that's one of more of those emerging challenges that's kind of beneath the surface Then transportation is a little bit more visible. Something that I've seen that can occur is when an organization is focused entirely on a specific sector, say business or 
housing or whatever that specific thing is, that it tends to get kind of siloed. And looking at Southwest Washington and Clark County as a whole, we definitely do need to uh, work on our business environment and continue to, to support that. Do you also work at all with other organizations around the community to work on, say, the quality of life? So if we're going to be building our business, making sure that it's also a place that is good for the people who do this work to live. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we just met with the Vancouver Housing Authority. We meet with uh, private residential developers as well and talk through what that product looks like and challenges uh, with the city uh, on the affordable housing piece and what that means for economic development. For us, it's the right mix of housing for the type of projects that we're getting in. So uh, if it's all executive housing, there's an imbalance there that limits our abilities to attract business. If it's all um, subsidized housing or low-income housing, that, that has a different impact as well. So it's that, those conversations around what are we trying to accomplish, what are the problems we're trying to solve. Um, there's generally a way that we can be involved in a lot of different avenues. Economic development's a broad term. I, I think the key for us is to figure out where are our strong partners that we can really be capacity builders rather than leaders in. So on housing issues, there's some really good people in the community who are experts on those issues. And our, our role is to just help support them uh, in solving those problems. Uh, whether it's tourism as well, same thing. Tourism is a big part of economic development, but we have a really excellent tourism team um, doing great work. And so we, we work to help support that group in the same effort. Um, and so we do rely on dozens of partners here. And I think the key is um, we have to constantly be proactive in keeping those relationships, those communication lines strong. Because we all are both facing pressures organizationally in terms of um, staying within our mission and accomplishing those things. Uh, so it's a stretch to be constantly interacting with each other, and it's also a pull there. Um, but it just doesn't happen naturally. So I do think we have good people, and that's number one. You have to have people who are committed to that. And I think organizationally, um, the boards have, have known that and valued that and have hired people who value the relationships with other organizations. So uh, there's more work to be done. Uh, our plan uh, aggressively calls for working with the downtown associations and Main Street groups on helping them. Uh, do capacity building, but also help them tell the story that they're already trying to tell, but amplify that in a way that they maybe haven't been able to at the local level. Is there any uh, company or type of company that's out there that is sort of the golden prize that is like, if we could get this, then that would be success. We would consider ourselves completely successful. Uh, it I wouldn't dare to mention a company name, um, but I think we, we call them unicorns, right? Um, they're not controversial. They pay high wages. They typically have great labor standards, all sorts of things that are hiccups in projects. So um, we definitely see those and, and say within there, those are the ones that we, um, we really feel like we can try to incentivize or be creative in terms of um, trying to make that package work. Our target sectors, so we've got computer electronics, which is if you think, uh, it, it may be sleepy for the general public. There's a ton of computer electronics here. We have, I think, eight times or more um, the employment concentration of uh, semiconductor activity uh, than the average for the, the country. So we're a strong computer electronics community. That's why power costs are so important for Clark County. Uh, we have software, and again, we talked about the explosive growth that we're seeing in creative firms in Clark County, so we're going to continue to really focus in on within software, what's our strength, and how can we help grow that. Uh, pharma manufacturing as well, there's a strong play and a, a skilled workforce here for that, as well as some of the R&D stuff related to uh, Absize, a company that moved across out of an incubator in Portland. Uh, and again, if that Portland uh, infrastructure wasn't there for that, that wouldn't have been an opportunity for us to begin with. Um, 
but there is some of that good R&D activity happening as well within the life sciences space. And then we've got metals and machinery, uh, a, a big piece, uh, legacy piece from the Kaiser Shipyard days that we really have a strong industry, a skill set, uh, and also logistically are set up well to support that industry. That's more of a helping our existing businesses grow, doing what we can to remove barriers for them to be successful and be thoughtful about that. Uh, and then clean tech, another one as well, too. There's amazing things happening in terms of battery storage and power um, and looking at uh, how do we uh, create efficient systems, um, both ever-growing smaller systems as well as um, huge changes in the automotive industry and the aviation industry. What does that look like uh, in terms of technology? And we have some of those really good skill sets here. Uh, and hopefully some good news coming up on that front as well, too. But um, that's an interesting one that people might not think is, is a target that we're going after, too. But those industries, I think there's a, a strong case to be made. It's a good fit for Clark County, uh, and those are the ones that we would consider uh, most in line with what we're going after. That said, uh, there's some amazing companies here that are far outside of those sectors uh, that are huge impacts on our economy, and we'll continue to support those in every way we can as well. Well, that's really interesting, and I think it's something that a lot of folks, especially folks who are maybe more familiar with Vancouver and Southwest Washington, uh, are kind of surprised to find out that there is so much going on and that those are the sectors where a lot of it is happening. There continues to be sort of this general idea that, you know, there used to be a brewery here, there was a shipyard, and there's a couple of dry cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a few pawn shops. So, But there is so much more going on. And even just walking around like downtown Vancouver now is different than it was 10 years ago with the amount of traffic and the type of traffic that you see uh, people walking around. Absolutely. You know, I think this is, we're really in our, uh, I guess, teenage years, uh, which can be uh, very challenging at times, right? There's going to be a lot of turbulence as we go through and really develop a strong, coherent culture of what it is to be in Clark County, in Vancouver. Uh, and that's becoming more visible as well, too. There's a life that we hadn't seen before. And uh, in a lot of ways, that's exciting. There's a liberation to that um, that really helps us define and feel pride in our community and what we've got. There's also challenges and change in there as well, too. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be the same Clark County that people have seen um, in the past, but it's also... Uh, we're building on a legacy. So I think the key is that as we grow Clark County, we're growing from what the roots of Clark County is, the value, the spirit of the people within Clark County, and just taking it to that next stage. So um, our goal is to help foster and grow what is a really great culture existing in Clark County and help that be more visible as we grow uh, in population and amenities uh, and opportunities uh, aligned with those uh, plan-identified sectors. Well, excellent. Uh, looking forward to a strong future. It seems like the foundation is there and we're, we're continuing to move forward. Thank you. I appreciate, you know, one of the main things, I'm, I have a little bit of a communication background, and I think one of the things that I would like to see grow is that really that local news, the local mm -hmm. sharing of information as well, too. Uh, whether it's candidates or just general news, uh, it's amazing to see how Portland-centric things are. And that's that's not bad. We're part of a region, but at the same time, I think there needs we're at the point where that local conversation needs to happen and needs to be, people need to be tuned in to what's going on here because there's a lot of things, and I think, People like you are helping get the word out uh, are really important to our growth as well. Well, thank you. And feel free to like give me a call. Tell me that anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for yeah. taking the time and sitting down. It's really exciting to hear about what's going on. Uh, Mike Bomar, CEO and President of the Columbia River Economic Development Council, thanks for talking with me today. Thank you. Look forward to the next time. And that's our show. Thanks again for being here. I'm Temple Lentz, and this has been Hello Vancouver. If you'd like to find out more about Hello Vancouver or check out videos of our live stage show, you can do that at hellovancouver.us. 
We're produced by High Five Media and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks. Thanks.